0: Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. foodie fans and welcome back to another episode of foodie films of course this is your host your chef de cinema cuisine kyle reinfried what's going on what's happening how are you you guys getting ready for christmas hanukkah perhaps all the other holidays this well they call it the holiday season so all the holidays this holiday season Last time I spoke with you was, uh, you know, last episode came out the day before Thanksgiving. So, hope you all had a lovely Thanksgiving. I know I did. I had, like, a couple of them. I had that Friendsgiving I already mentioned on those episodes. And I had a Thanksgiving with my family. And then, you know, like, little get-togethers here and there. And it was just uh, it was fun. I, I didn't, you know. Brian wanted me to. And, I, and I, God knows I should have. I didn't make a moist maker. It was just like, there was a cold day. The moist maker. If you don't know, if you didn't listen to the Friends episodes, moist maker is a Thanksgiving leftover sandwich, specifically that Monica would make for Ross. And there's a whole non-Thanksgiving episode about it on Friends. It's like the one at an episode in the fifth or sixth season. I should know. I just covered two episodes on all the Thanksgivings, all the Friends episodes of Friends, but uh, I didn't make a moist maker. Uh you know all uh, I I mean I was going to make an excuse and be like I I have enough carbs already so I'm not going to put it on the bread that's a lie I think there was like there were some like cold days after Thanksgiving and the day that like I was I I ate the leftovers that I had it was just it was too cold out I didn't want to go pick up like a roll or any bread so I just made a second plate I didn't even take a picture of that uh it was just but Leftovers. Leftovers are so good. Actually, you know what? Turkey leftovers. I almost like eating cold turkey more than hot turkey. Uh, there's something about turkey that I even I even experimented. Because I had enough to make two plates. So this is, I'm really, I'm just lazy people. I didn't make a moist maker. I'm sorry for all of you. I know there are tons of you that were really looking forward to seeing me make a moist maker. So I apologize to you, but specifically to Brian. Because, uh... I think, you know, he had the great idea of covering all the Friends Thanksgivings episodes, so I'm sure it would have been a great idea to make my own moist maker. But I do have an idea. If I had made one, I had an idea. And that was, instead of what's, what. why it's called the moist maker, is because there's a soaked piece of bread, you know, a gravy-soaked piece of bread in the middle of the sandwich. Now, again... As an excuse, I was just like, "Oh, I don't want to eat more carbs because I've got the yams." What is? Oh God, what does Brad Pitt say? Oh, you could, guys, this is how bad my memory is. We just quoted it and talked about it in the past episodes. Complex carbs, his enemy, Brad Pitts or his characters. You know, I'm friends. But anyway, you know, you got your yams, you got your sweet potatoes, your regular mashed potatoes, your stuffing. So. My idea was going to be really press some stuffing together. Like, really press it, okay? Like, you know, just like take it in between my two palms and just really, really press it and like get it thin. Maybe I could use like a rolling pin then. So almost make like a a, somewhat of a puck, I'd say. Not a ball, but a puck and then roll it out a little bit, okay? And then I think I would maybe put a little gravy on it and then toss it on a griddle or, or toss it on a griddle and then dunk it in some gravy. And I think the stuffing would be the moist maker for me instead of a regular piece of bread. Tell me what you guys think about that and tell me what you guys are doing for the holiday season. I'm i I'm proud of myself. I made some of my first purchases already. I'm such a procrastinator. So hopefully I continue to, uh, purchase away i know i'm I'm such a i gotta go to the mall to like look at the stuff but i did some online shopping but i gotta go to the mall one day and just get ideas for people it's just it's tough um but what else i went to a holiday party already like a christmas party and the the charcuterie was off the charts i'm going to be throwing my own christmas party so guys tell me some of your favorite Holiday snacks. What would be some good cocktail party food? uh, Please tell me and reach out to me on either... I feel like I'm on Instagram the most, you know. But Twitter too, then Facebook. Uh, I know my email's attached on the Cage Club, you know, my webpage for ways to contact me. But Instagram's the best, so just, like, direct message me or comment on a photo, I'm sure, you know, for this episode... And let's get to this episode. I don't know I'm yammering on. Well, yeah, I, I, I talk with this guy at great length. This guy being Dan Churchill. Dan is awesome. You're going to hear how we met, but I'll just tell you briefly now. We were, uh, He's a chef. Well, that's pretty evident if you've seen the picture for this episode. And you should know who he is. But he's a chef. He's, like a, he's a healthy chef. And I met him on a shoot I was doing for the Food Network app. So check out that app, they are not a sponsor, but I will tag them, and guys, think of me, you know, like maybe I'll get you as a sponsor, that'd be lovely. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, had him on, and this is our conversation, he was just a delight to work with, and then now a delight to talk with, so uh, hope you enjoy this episode, and then uh, go into New York City, into, what is that, Nolita? I believe is technically the neighborhood, maybe on the verge of Soho and you go to Charlie street, his place. And it's, it's awesome. So here we go. This is me talking with Dan Churchill. All right, Dan, thanks so much for making this happen. I know you're, I know you're a busy guy. You got all, you know,
1: Got a lot of, what are you, stirring a lot of pots? What's like, what's a
0: metaphor? There's stirring a food a metaphor right around. Yeah,
1: uh, I, I guess you could just say getting your mise in order and uh, <laughs> yeah, stirring a lot of pots. Yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's a good one, man. Sure. But you're busy. Yeah, you're a busy guy. Busy you got your guy. hands in a lot of pies too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm eating a lot of pies. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great. You look good. Oh, thanks. So you
0: Well, come on, man. You just recently ran like the New York Marathon, right? Uh,
1: yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. It was... Well, what was that like? Um, I just thought of uh, every mile as a different food. <laughs> uh, and no, it, was, uh, man, it was unbelievable so I ran it on, I was the captain of the city harvest team awesome. um, I'm on their food council and you know two things that we work on is to prevent food waste and then to um, you know feed those in need yeah. uh, and so we had 50 runners this year and we collectively raised enough money to feed a million people Wow. so when you're running for something like that uh, as a chef you just go yeah that's, that's pretty pretty awesome yeah you know, that's,
0: that's pretty that's spectacular impactful. exactly yeah.
1: Was this was this like your first marathon? It was I my mean, second, man. It okay. was my second, and uh, I look at it and go, "I'm already, I definitely, am, like, I'm not a runner. Like, I'm an, a, athletic, but okay. I'm not a runner. Like, a runner for a marathon is a, definitely a different breed. <laughs> uh, it's the same as like editors in a, you yeah. know, for video editing. Yeah. I always say they're born in a different area. Uh, it's great for them, um, but for me, man, yeah, like, I, I'm more of a, I don't know, rugby player. So running was completely different kettle of, uh, kettle of fish. But uh, I'll be looking forward to uh, my third one next year already.
0: Wow, yeah. already looking forward to the well, we've next got, like, one. like, I've
1: already got people, like, sign up. Like we that's have, crazy. we have people who can just uh, get automatic entry through the City Harvest uh, team. They have to raise money, obviously, but, um, yeah, they all saw what we did and saw the impact we had, and they're like, yeah, let's do it. And i got people from, like, around the world who came, like, England, Australia, obviously. Wow. So, yeah, it's really cool. So
0: that's the difference between you and me. I would I would be, like, incognito, like, off the grid for the rest of the year,
1: just, like, after a marathon. Sure, sure, sure. Uh- <laughs> 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 just well, I mean, <laughs> you may see me at more of my places I would not usually visit for restaurants uh, on a regular basis. So I'm smashing burgers, um, yeah. you know, getting to pizza. Like, like I love all that stuff. I just uh, choose the time wisely to when to actually consume its awesomeness.
0: Yeah. What? Like, let's talk. Well, first, let's just uh, tell like for the foodies out here that don't know you, just tell sure. them a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you're
1: doing. Sweet. So I'm obviously from Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> that distinct yeah, Brooklyn accent. accent. Yeah.
1: Um. I'm. Uh. I'm from Sydney, Australia, Carl. So. I'm... I was um, born in the northern... Be- well, not born, but I was in, born in Sydney uh, and then grew up in a place called the Northern Beaches. Right. Um, from there, you know, the outdoorsy activity kind of uh, vibe of surfing and all those kind of things led me to the passion of being, you know, Well, fit.
0: That, that's like all, all Australians have to surf, right? That's yeah, like a, like,
1: we all say that. Like, like, like yeah. 95% of the population does grow up on the coast. Okay. <laughs> um, and so then you've got the inland areas. But, uh, yeah, it's like that's my lifestyle, being active. And as a result, um, I left... Uh, finished high school and decided to pursue uh, strength and conditioning and and, and nutrition. So Mm -hmm. I did a master's in that and uh, it led me to working with athletes. uh, And then I'd been cooking since I was 12, not professionally, but I just learned how to do it. And then, uh, yeah, essentially when I was talking to these athletes and they were speaking to the nutritionists of the team, they are like, I don't know how to apply what they're talking about. So I taught them. Um, And that led me to writing cookbooks and uh, being on TV and then getting a book deal to go to America and, uh, you know, having my shows and, um, yeah, continuing to partner with awesome companies like you know being the chef for Under Armour, um, Athletic Greens, and uh, some really awesome hotel opportunities as well in the wellness space. Yeah. Uh, and as a result, obviously you've got Charlie Street now, my first uh, concept here in New York City, um, where we're actually right now below uh, the the, the yeah. restaurant in my studio kitchen. So every once in a while, feel the J line passing by. Yeah, it's great, man. It's like you know when people say they live close to an airport, they understand the uh, they know the flight path. Over here, we know the subway lines. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's been an awesome Awesome, four years that I've been here and stoked to at the stage where I'm now, um, but looking forward to the next phase too.
0: Yeah, so I mean, like, Charlie Street, I mean, it's a pretty, you provide like healthy, alternative, like delicious food. Yeah. I mean, so we, we met, uh, you were, I mean, what exactly do we call it? Like, Guest Chefing. for it's for the Food Network has a new app. Yep, right. are creating so, content for that, and yeah. you, you're on the
1: team to help me do my job. Yeah, essentially. We got to hug everyone every once in a, a while. It was a great moment. Yeah, it was a great moment. We bonded, got a little chest bump in there, a fist bump as well. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, man.
0: I think we're still still supposed to do like a log rolling competition or something. I'm so far. down. Uh, because <laughs> yeah, East, listeners, well, what happened? East River was, is only exactly. few
1: blocks away. Kyle and I were. Uh, <laughs> what were we doing? We we're wearing. Um, we we're both wearing. Very flannel. much flannel, yeah, uh, yeah woods-style outfits. We look good, though. Yeah. We look great. When you look good, you feel good. You're great, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Charlie Street, man, is a, is a fast casual concept, and we're here to provide, um, you know, yeah, healthy, affordable, uh, convenient food, essentially. Like, that's the three things we solve the problem for. What's our mission? It's to build and educate healthy communities through food. And, you know, it's create awareness on sustainability. Uh, we uh, use um, our own plant based chorizo that we've created to kind of tell the story of that. Are we vegan? We're not completely vegan, mm-hmm. but you can be. So the idea is for people to come in and they completely can customize their meals, uh, whichever they want. And, um, yeah, using, I guess, my personal brand to help tell that story as well.
0: Yeah, that plant-based chorizo. I, I was like, I mean, I love chorizo. This is, I mean, your plant-based chorizo is a great option for just like, obviously, chorizo, greasy. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, <laughs> all, like, those good,
1: and all the things we love. It's great. Like yeah. nothing, I love chorizo, but yeah. I just want to show you can make tasty things. And I don't want to say it's like a, it's not an alternative. It's just an option. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? It, it's
0: a, it's, that's very true. A lot of people, you know, like there's, you know, words that start becoming more part of our lexicon and, alternative is, you know, seems to be one of them to help persuade people into sure. a certain new
1: genre of food, but it's just, it's an option. Yeah. That's what it is. Exactly. And you shouldn't, yeah. it shouldn't be secondary. It's like, it's not the Robin.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I feel sorry for
1: that guy, but it's not, that's not the case. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, on, on set that day, they, Bought a. They uh, for lunch. They had a bunch of bowls from, yeah, from uh, Charlie, from Charlie Street. Street, and I had the the baddest broccoli right uh, bowl. And that 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 one was. That was awesome.
1: your thing. Little yeah. baba ganoush, some roasted broccoli. That was you some know. baba ganoush. Yeah, yeah.
0: so good. It's so good. I remember being early age and coming in. I had like, like extended family visiting from Virginia, and so of course it was like around the holiday, like this time of year. Yeah. You'd come in, check out the tree, and. A family member like you know it's like my uncles in like in-laws or something like that but they're uh they're like oh we want to get you know like street food and so he got like a falafel and i was in like seventh or eighth grade you know so what is that like uh, 13 years old and that was the first time i had a falafel
1: and game and just, changer like, right yeah. wow and i was like whoa i do middle eastern cuisine to me so yeah. fascinating So fascinating, like tahina uh, falafel as you said, just texturally, oh yeah, get India.
0: It was awesome. And then uh, I remember, then like like a year or two later, I uh, I went with a friend to a taping of Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and his sister went to NYU, so we like. We were with his mom and we picked her up down there and we stopped at Mamoon's. Oh, yeah. And that was like, you know, like I had another <laughs> falafel, but then also then shawarma. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this Yeah. <laughs> this big was, shout out to yeah. Taim as well.
1: Like, Mamoon's is awesome. Taim's yeah. great. Like, there's awesome places popping up that are really doing some fantastic cuisine. It's, yeah. it's epic.
0: So, what is it like? I mean, obviously, you offer healthy options you're you're a fit guy you're running marathons like what what goes into your daily diet what went into training you know food wise for the marathon
1: yeah like i i have a very whole food uh focus when it comes to uh eating so eating minimized processed foods no refined sugars and those kind of things so you know my my i eat a lot so like, uh, and then when you're training for a marathon, you're meant to eat more, yeah. uh, just to compensate for the amount of energy you're expending. Um, but yeah, like I, I'd, I'd eat before the gym, I'd come home and eat. I'd then be drinking plenty of water. I eat probably two lunches, uh, have a snack in the afternoon and then dinner again. So yeah. like, you know, you're eating a lot of food, but it's just super colorful, nutrient dense. Um, and of course, super tasty and it, it helps to be like, you know, pretty much living at a restaurant uh, because you just get inundated with amounts of uh, quality ingredients.
0: Yeah, that's definitely... You know, sometimes it's proximity to food because food can just be... You have your easy options. Mm. On the corner of my block, I got a Chinese spot and I find myself ordering, you know, some orange chicken yeah, or general exactly. salad every
1: once in a while. But, yeah. I mean, it must be nice, obviously, when you're at work and you've got, you know, healthy options and everything like exactly. that. Exactly. And you're constantly tasting things that are different. Yeah. We do meal plans for athletes, and so we, we have uh, constantly changing that menu yeah. um, as well. So, yeah, it's, it's a process, but, yeah, obviously, like, having access to farm food yeah. is so cool. Yeah, when did that so, – so you said you, you were studying, like, nutrition and
0: all, all that, like – did you have an interest in healthier options before then, or was that the eye-opening moment? I guess
1: for me, like, I always was active and wanted to respond to my activity by supporting the recovery side. Okay. And that was just in, in like, a... Like, I never grew up with KFC and these fast food things. Mom and Dad never really allowed us to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, even... It's interesting, like, you know, they, they always say, if you're deprived of something, you'll have a lot of it later on in life. I was kind of someone who, like, who did try it once later on in life, and was like, it's actually not as good as, like, a home-cooked meal. You yeah, know what you I mean?
0: Know, with places like that, I, th- I feel like a lot of it is nostalgia-based. Yeah, yeah, so true.
1: Like, friends look like, you know, you're seven, eight years old, around like yeah. the... Yeah, exactly. They sell
0: it... It's a happy meal. Yeah. They call it a happy
1: meal. <laughs> <laughs> and they give yeah. you a toy. Yeah. It's not
0: just a happy meal, and
1: there's a present at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's a fair point, man. Exactly, yeah. so... They're brilliant. It's a really good marketing play. Even, now, like, the red
0: and yellow supposedly is... Like in color spectrums is like inviting and like very eye pop. There's some sure. kind of crazy that's all stuff above my yeah. pay grade yeah. knowledge of like marketing, <laughs> lizard brain oh, corruption man. stuff. But oh,
1: that stuff's a whole other Yeah, it's a whole ball game. Dude. Yeah. It's like a seventh or eighth inning. We're still at the first one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, man, like I I guess when I was, uh, I wanted to pursue being an athlete myself and when I was doing that, I wanted to provide the best option for my body internally and so obviously learning about it and then learning about it through my studies and then applying it to the athletes and you just kind of building your knowledge and, you know, you also, I always have the theory that um, your body knows you better than you do, if that makes sense and like when we have all these diets and these different people saying different things and at the end of the day, you know your body better than anyone Mm -hmm. Uh, and so like, listen to it and let it respond correctly. So, yeah, yeah, I I think I I had a massive uh, massive respect for what your body does and so I wanted to treat it right. But also I just loved good, tasty food. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I always found that, you know, colorful ingredients were just always tastier. And that's how I just have an affiliation with it.
0: Yeah, it's just crazy how the body works and how it individual like you're saying everyone you know everyone is and just how you should you know get to know your body yeah. i mean some people need obviously some direction like going to like a nutritionist and figuring out like oh your body breaks down yeah a certain something some way
1: yeah. well, it's, it's interesting like it's like take away nutrition for a second talk about like pregnancy i just find that fascinating from a, like sure. we all of a sudden just women are able to produce a child yeah you know like hats off to that you yeah. know and it just happens with them not even realizing that they're we, don't, we breathe, you know, <laughs> so like, oh, that's the same thing, it's just fascinating to me, but also um, providing ourselves with the right ingredients to facilitate all those systems is super important. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously in, when it comes to performance, uh, both in uh, work, life, and obviously performance in sport, by providing the right foundations, you uh, therefore have a better form of performance, therefore recovery as well, which is yeah. what you want to improve.
0: Yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah, it was HBO Hard Knocks, a season yep. they did with the Texans and yep. JJ Watt, yep. and he was you know not losing the or gaining the weight he needed to, mm-hmm. and they realized he was burning way too much, and so he just started like smashing avocados, yeah, they were like avocados, avocados, yeah. avocados, just because what's like the healthy fats. It's and just stuff such like, good right? fats, man. Like yeah. and it's
1: and it's very calorie dense. Yeah. So like you know I don't like wor- working with calories in general, but you know it's it's very dense in nutrition uh and so it takes longer for it to break down but it's better for you so you maintain like there's the term bioavailability and then there's also like the ability for like you may have say there's a hundred grams of some sort of nutrient in something it doesn't matter how many is in it though it's how much your body absorbs and if Mm -hmm. he's not absorbing you know a lot of nutrients then you've got to you know make up for that somehow also the more um you know that, that the ability to absorb your nutrients comes yeah. down to preparing yourself. We getting into the weeds a little bit here, but essentially, if you if you have the right balance of food, your body functions correctly, which means it absorbs food the right way, which means you don't have to eat as much food, etc. So go on, and so forth.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's in the end, it's supposed to give us energy, not. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Like, yeah, you know what to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've yeah. all been in the coma before. Food well, coma. Y- oh yeah, I mean, we're uh, this will come out. Uh, like in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, so Thanksgiving sure. will have passed. Oh but yeah, that's just the ultimate. I Absolutely. mean, you know, like football. Yeah, We're and, eating and like and just to- eating and just how many plates of food are you going to get? Back, you know, get up and make a third, make a you know. How's whatever. your turkey game? Turkey game is pretty solid. Yeah, wait Yeah.
1: Why do dark Mate What are you? <sighs> Dark meat. Dark meat. Yeah. yeah. Love a good dark eat, meat. Like, you know, the leg. Just, gotta go. Are you like the Flintstone dude where it's like holding the end of the leg and you're oh, like, oh, totally. Yeah, just go yeah, like a brontosaurus. Yeah, I'm enjoy. all about that, dude. <laughs> so good. But yeah, like that's that perfect situation, those kind of times of the year where you're just like, okay, well, we're gonna eat a lot of food. Yeah. And then we're probably gonna just sit down for a bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or when I ever like I, I plan a trip to New Orleans, I'm like, okay, I have to like cleanse at least like the week before yep. and then the week after. Go to Mother's that's... and get
1: like one of those ham little spreads. It's, it's yeah, that's a situation. Uh
0: yeah. I'm so. I mean, growing up in Australia, what was, what, what was, what's, I've never been, my, uh, my roommate actually was there for, did like September to like April sure. and just traveled the whole coast to coast. And like, I think hitchhiked the equivalent of like here to Alaska and back Wow, or Wow. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> Isn't it funny? You think about it? Like Australia's actually a big place. It's huge. It's and and there's, like, like uh, not much in the middle. No, like, exactly. Yeah, so it's we, to yeah. put in perspective. Like we have 20, I think 20, 25, million people which is like less than 10% of what America has Uh, yet we're only 300 miles less in diameter wow so you think about in terms of width so it's like it's actually it's not that far right and so thinking of the land mass it's like okay well if we're that's how much you know, a lack of density we have in terms of our population. So when you're traveling across the country, uh, there's not a lot to see. Until you get. you see a few things. You see a lot of red dirt, which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. You may pass by an awesome indigenous tribe and see Uluru, which is that big rock in the center of um, Australia. Um, but yeah, it's like beautiful landscape, I definitely recommend people have to get to Australia and like, there's a lot of things you have to see and yeah. at least see that red dirt. It's it's unbelievable being out there and seeing how it all is in its existence. Um, but yeah, man, grew up in Australia, is just a super active place and I kind of think that because we're so sheltered by not being away from everything else, mm-hmm. people see us Uniquely, but we also see the world very uniquely. Yeah. Um, I think you'll notice that Australians have a different way of engaging. Uh, everyone, we're quite happy people. I was just going to say that. Not ha- just
0: yeah, happiest of people. I mean, I generally meet Australians on holiday. Yeah, <laughs> when when you guys when you guys leave, reasonably so. You, you spend a lot of time, like, like when I'm, you know, like, the lo- longest trip I've taken, I really started traveling abroad only, like, four years ago, mm. and I did, first trip I did was, like, five weeks in Europe, then I did a six-week trip, so six weeks was, like, the longest one, sure. and I'm like, you know, that's, for Americans, yeah. that's long, like, yeah. most Americans get at most like two weeks you know vacation time yeah a year and so but i'm you know out and then all of a sudden i'm just mean like every aussie i'm meeting is just like yeah like yeah six months like oh it's a short one yeah (laughs) yeah honestly that's the thing like australians love to travel and so
1: when we hear americans only get two weeks of holiday it's just like wow yeah so that's where that's another thing well people talk of us as being like puppies because we're so happy go lucky (laughs) you know what i mean like Oh my god! Like cool fairy. Yeah, everything like, is like
0: brand new. Yeah, it's like Will Ferrell and Elf when he comes to New York City. Actually, it's like, it's
1: that's like, still. I've been for four is, years. And I'm like, that's me every day. It's like, Congratulations! You've got the best cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, seriously, it's so funny, so funny. That's what that's what it's like to be an Australian, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what was the food scene like growing up,
0: like in Australia? What's it like now? Do you see? I mean, because we're in kind of like a food renaissance. I mean, there's always been great food but it just feels like people are much more like a- awakened
1: about you know yeah food okay. really excites me yeah food really <laughs> excites me um obviously it's my i hope my, so oh yeah it's my <laughs> But growing up in Australia, we have um, we have phenomenal uh, farmers. Uh, unfortunately, we're going through a bit of a drought right now and then we have these hectic fires. But uh, we have really good farmers who have just done so much work in understanding their craft, uh, along with our soil. Um, big parts of the world of, of Australia, or big parts of the landmass of Australia is fantastic, inundated with nutrient-dense soil. So as a result, we get some of the best produce. And that's led to... You know, I guess greater parts of the metropolitan um, understanding quality food. Uh, we have some phenomenal restaurants, um, and we don't have a distinct. I think what well, we do. I think a distinct food scene in Australia's mm. cafe culture. Okay. Definitely, like coffee, flat white, um, avocado on toast with a poached egg and some salmon. That's kind of like our thing. Yeah. Breakfast, definitely. Like that. That is a brecky. whole. Yeah, brekkie. Apologies, brekkie. <laughs> um, getting an avo. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, getting avocado, avo, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So like, I think that's what our food scene is. And whilst that's the case, we still we also have a really cool. Uh, Influx of, um, like, Southeast Asian cuisine just due, due yeah. its relative, um, you know, geographical location to us. And so we get, like, this really cool fusion options, like, some of my greatest restaurants, like, you know, I'm just down the block from where I grew up. And that's part nostalgic, but also because, you know, you, this is these are the areas where they haven't been westernized. They're still to their existing state of what they would do growing up and they're just put into a shop and there it is today. So the food scene's very, um, yeah, very much brek- brekkie-based uh, in terms of, um, you know, a strong culture. Um, but we have some of the best chefs throughout the world. Like, you know, there's Attica down in Melbourne. Um, you've got places like Vudemont, um, you know, in, in Melbourne too. Uh, and Aria up in Sydney along with Key. Uh, you've got some really phenomenal restaurants, some fantastic chefs.
0: Yeah. So, you said you started cooking around 12. Mm. Who, you know, like, so, I mean, who was cooking? Was mom and dad both cooking? What
1: were they cooking? What did you start cooking? Like, I I guess mom kind of cooked because she felt like she had to look after her three grown boys and her her husband. Three boys. Four boys. Um, boys. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) so I'm in the middle of three. Oh, yeah. Boys, so mum had her hands full. Um, yeah. But yeah, so she cooked to look after us. Dad, when he wasn't working, had he liked to be a bit, a bit more creative and get recipes from uh, the newspapers and oh, have, cool. have go. Yeah. go. But dad realised that when uh, watching Jamie Oliver, particularly um, as, a, as a family, we were very engaged with each other. Yeah. And so he took that opportunity to learn that, wow, but these guys actually love this and it's a great bonding experience. So how about we te- teach them a life skill and give them a roster and they will take turns to cook. So my parents were by no means big cooks at all Um, but but it's a family activity that's that's that's, the best
0: way for kids to learn and then appreciate and then have the nostalgia and the memories and pass it on I mean that's what it's all about and that's
1: where I love it for man like I I have so much respect for food not firstly for the nutrients that supplies us or the taste but what it's done to create so much uh, connectivity with my family like I, I love it and then realizing that when you're going through different things and growing up as an adolescent and you your brothers are hating each other and all those kind of things, <laughs> you still sit down at a dinner table and eat and talk to each other. Yeah. Um, and, and it's exactly the same throughout the world. It connects us all. Yeah. So that's why I love working in food. I have the ability to truly have an impact.
0: Yeah that's awesome and did you have like a favourite dish to cook
1: as a kid spaghetti bolognese <laughs> and it is still to this day spaghetti yep. bolognese and it's a specific one but it's uh, now are you making your own pasta though yeah <laughs> yeah of course that like I think for me yeah it's a little bit more chefed up but not to the point where it's unrelatable like I, I have techniques I now do like mm-hmm. the way that I you know um, saute the garlic or you know which point to add the right herbs in and those kind Good of things fella style slicing it yeah like yeah exactly. <laughs> Mate, I am, <laughs> honestly, as a chef, like, I am, uh, especially at home, I'm so, you know, I'm such a home cook, yeah. uh, you know, so it's pretty funny, but no, like, I, I think that's one dish that my family and I always had such a beautiful connection with. It was one that we critiqued over so many years for so long and to this day still um, judge, which is so funny, being sp- spag bowl. but um, as Australians call it, spag bowl, um, <laughs> We shorten everything. Um, but yeah, and it, and it's... Yeah, it just it's just such a cool memory for me every single yeah. time I have a bite. Yeah, no, it's uh I mean I, I
0: from an early age I think I enjoyed cooking. I mean I like, almost not out of necessity, but my I think when I was 3 my mom went back to work part-time and so then she she's a nurse so then she uh had to work weekends sometimes and Sunday was always like we had breakfast sandwiches like bacon egg and cheese on a hard roll very Jersey, New York, awesome. you know kind of thing. So good. But then when my mom went back to work, my dad knows how to use the microwave, probably can't even boil water. <laughs> but I'm like 3 years old. I've got an older sister, but for some reason like I think as a just little and demanding, I was like I want a breakfast sandwich it's sure, Sunday I want absolutely. one and at three years old I taught my dad how to make an egg
1: <laughs> oh really yeah. how about that how about that did you say yes yeah, chef you like yeah, exactly. yeah yeah just all about in the kitchen where's my, where's my egg where's my egg it's overdone come back give me another one yeah <laughs> I, I grew up uh, you know
0: I was lucky like my mom loves to cook and she's definitely like always reading new recipes and, and now like especially like always sending me like stuff and I, I try to see my family once a week they only live like 40 minutes north from me in Jersey and I've got a, a, a niece that's like, what, like four, 15 months old now so it's true to awesome. see her and I definitely can't wait to like cook for her that's cool dude that's so awesome and then uh and then i worked at a deli in my you know formidable like teen years and then just then via working on productions like one of the first things i ever worked on was a season of top chef sure and that was just like eye opener into like different styles i think the guy uh richard blaze that year won uh, with a chicken dish that was captain crunch like, <laughs> like encoded, you know, kind of crazy dishes. Like
1: he actually ran the marathon. Yeah, he's,
0: I always, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, he's, so he had a, yeah, he's
1: he's a good dude, man. Yeah. He's a really good dude. That's
0: awesome. Uh, well, we we have to get, we have to talk about stereotypes, because Americans are it. just chock full of, like, you know, just thinking certain stereotypes. Okay. Vegemite,
1: nay, nay or yay? Absolutely. Yeah. I, it's That's like part of your passport with Australia, <laughs> you know? If you don't, you shouldn't, yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. And how are we eating it? Uh, okay, there's multiple ways to be honest yeah. um classic would just be avocado on toast mm-hmm. with a little bit of vegemite good ratios uh you could also do just you know butter on toast that's yeah. probably the even more classic way uh and then you can even go all out I actually made a um I made for Anthony from queer eye. he came into the studio we did Oh, Oh, awesome yeah man. on my podcast he he asked for Vegemite. so I put in a cake sort of like a salty sweet vibe wow yeah that's awesome yeah it's cool you
0: just won... It's just like looking at the sexiest I dude. Yeah. Um, reality.
1: Yeah, good for him. He's yeah. a good-looking man. I'll give you that. Yeah. Like I'm straight as they come, but uh, you know I can understand why. Goodbye. Yeah, and he's he's just such a good person. Oh, like he's yeah. such a good person. Like you know, chatting to him, seeing him at the gym. Um, he's on the food counts as well with City Harvest, and you know. In this world, there's a lot of people who are doing things, unfortunately, for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. and he's someone who generally is doing for the right. And that's awesome. uh, So, any, any any accolade he gets, yeah. uh, whatever it is, he deserves it. It's, yeah. He's done a fantastic job in, in, in touching people in, in truly inspiring ways. Yeah, there's people that do things for the wrong reasons, and also people that talk a lot of talk. But Absolutely. Know, but that's yeah. awesome to hear that. Yeah. Because yeah, really obviously, person. I mean...
0: You know, queer eyes just, all of them just seem like such caring individuals. Of course. But like, that's my, you know, relationship with him, just watching him on TV. Yeah, yeah. And just working in production, you know, that, you know, they cheat things a certain way sometimes, of but course. it's just awesome to yeah. meet people and, you know, find out that they're good people. Really good yeah. people, yeah. All right. I mean, Foster's Outback Steakhouse thoughts. What is, what, what is this? Is
1: this a tarnish on your nation? Like, if just, Vegemite is like part of our passport, uh-huh. that other stuff should get you out of the country. Um, It's so funny. I've had, uh, I probably had one Fosters in my life and it was about two weeks ago. Uh, Actually, no, it was before the marathon. It was was probably four months ago. So like, yeah, it was the first time I've ever had a Fosters. Um, Actually, no, you know what it was? It was when I was in England I had a Foster's. Well,
0: that's what, it's like, And it's I think now it's made in Canada, right? Yeah, something so like, that, like yeah, I've yeah, never whatever. had one before,
1: yeah. so I think that all, that came about, I, I don't know, was that The Simpsons, or was that because Cro- of I mean, Crocodile Dundee? I don't know, so something. many things came out of Crocodile Dundee that exposes people to Australian yeah. lifestyle, and it could be no more than, But well, that's from a particular area of Australia, it's not the uh, metro, metropolis of a metro, Metropolis of Australia, um, but then as it also comes to you said, Fosters and Outback Steakhouse. I yeah. went to Outback Steakhouse. I have never seen heard of a bloomin' onion in my <laughs> life. The tumbleweed. The t- oh my god, what it, oh. Are you gonna attempt a healthy option of
0: that? Maybe like you know, I probably of, should. Right, just, I mean, like, should just
1: this is for get
0: it back. Just tag know? them just and be yeah. like,
1: yeah, guys, this is yeah. I don't know. Let me, let me. That's a pretty funny one. Let me uh, work on that.
0: And you, you and you mentioned him. So, what's it like being related to Paul Hogan, right? Oh, that's mate! It's, all of, yeah,
1: yeah I've, I've actually got a tattoo of uh, no um, <laughs> uncle, uncle, Paul. uncle, uncle Paul. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. Like, I I think being here for four years. I cannot t- I'm so stoked I've actually firstly seen that movie otherwise uh, my relationship with Americans would be uh, a little bit harder to you know, pass <laughs> that break that ice barrier um, but you know classic things like that's not a knife particularly work in a kitchen yeah, yeah you know, like, oh wow yeah, I didn't even yeah, think yeah like wow. pe- chefs sure like give me that, yeah. a lot of stick about that it's like mm. chef that's not a knife this is a knife um, <laughs> but yeah you you do have to it, I also use it in my favour like I've been on radio shows before where I've yeah. like said oh yeah so like um I actually uh, yeah, so you, we all get a, instead of getting our driver's license, we actually start first get a kangaroo, <laughs> and we yeah. you know, we take our we, well you grow up in the pouch yeah well right? yeah 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 exactly yeah. I said that you ride to yeah. school yeah. Um, with yeah. George so, so mine was George <laughs> and you go along with it for a bit And I get like a call two weeks later and going mate they want to know you know, is this being, are you being serious? I'm like, oh my God, people believe me. Uh, I've, no, I have, it's just kangaroo drawn sleds. Yeah, Come, exactly. on. <laughs> Come on guys. So yes, I, I, I admittedly have kind of, uh, used it in my favor. Yeah.
0: Well, that, I mean, that's like you said, I mean, Australians just for the most part seem to be like happy go lucky, excited, yeah. but that's something I noticed about you working with you on set. Like you, you to talk, like, I mean, like I said, like, in, you, know, on camera, you someone could seem one way but off camera like you're excited, you're I mean you're passionate and just even I, I, I even heard you at one point like saying like, Oh, is that bin for compost? You know, like yep. you're just a very aware individual
1: yeah i guess you have to be and in this world you got to stay true to who you are yeah. um and so who i am on camera is generally who i am off yeah um yeah you're a team player you're just making it you're trying to make it as easy you know some people just show up
0: and then like you know and leave but you're really a you know, team player and just trying to make it as
1: easy and also fun for us as possible you know? well that, and fun for yourself yeah of course like i i've I'm blessed to have the job that I have. I've worked my ass off, so I'm not lucky. I'm fortunate because mm-hmm. I, I always say that it's uh, it's important that you, you know, you when not pay yourself credits due. But I also know that my job is to come in there, be in, you know, on the camera. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that I have a greater or lesser job than anyone in that production. So, like, if I come in there going that my job is better than yours and you should look up to me, mm-hmm. then that is the complete incorrect way of doing it. And we're also a team. And like yeah. any team, if you do your job, your job is to also work with the team and look after the team. And you have more execution. It's a better experience, a awesome vibe. Um, and you just, yeah, you got to look after each other. You yeah. can't come into those things and expect to be the talent as much as you have it on the call sheet like you have to be a team player right. uh, and that's supporting everyone else everyone has their job to do do your job as Belichick says but also I'm no not going to re- get into that no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had. I shouldn't
0: mo- not I'm, I am getting into it I shouldn't not like like the Patriots the Giants kept you from yeah uh, two, two, you, got,
1: you won two Super Bowls bro yeah. that's great that's great. It's not in a while, though. <laughs> no, nah, it is. is. I mean, the da- season is rough. Danny Dimes, though, he looks all right. Oh,
0: God. Is a media-given like quick name before he did anything. Yeah, I know. Like, Isn't that funny? Yeah. DJ? DJ <laughs> Danny Dimes? God, I love it. But, yeah, man, that was, like, definitely something I noticed about you on set. Thanks, Just, Yeah. And uh, and some of those dishes, like, those were – everyone should check out that uh, – this episode is brought to you by the Food Network. <laughs> <laughs> love it, man. I love it. Um, when did, so when did you come to the States and like when you moved here, was it your first time? Like what was that journey like?
1: So I've moved here four years ago. I was coming back and forth about a year and a half before then just to get the move sorted. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of learning my steps, where everything was. But yeah, I moved here four years ago and it was tough, uh, you know, move like at the time I didn't realize how big of a step it was to move to another country. But then, you know, like where do I get, I know it sounds weird, where do I get toilet paper from? Where do I get, like, what's a credit rating, um, a social security, lab. all these things are, like, life things yeah. I have to learn to do it again. Like, I know, like, in Australia, we don't have a uh, Best Buy. Okay. You know, yeah. like, we have something else, and um, we have uh, two major supermarkets. I don't know what a bodega is. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, I've had to learn, and then business, I've had to learn how to be... I had to learn how to play the game differently um, dealing with American corporates versus Australian way of life. And, and I'd still to this day have to change it up depending on who I'm working with for those yeah. kind of things. So for me, it's been a learning curve and an amazing one. It's really learned, it taught me a lot about myself. Um, you start off with, you know, starting again, coming to another country. You are starting again. doesn't matter where you're at in your world, in you know your country you're currently residing in. You have to start again and do it in a way that's, appealing to that new audience, not in a way that's the same as an audience you're already existing in.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I wasn't like, you're dealing with a new country on so many different levels. Yeah, like
1: just even life. (laughs) Most importantly, life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a a huge learning experience. Huge. Just on your, like in your
0: social and just like enjoyment level, what has New York been like for you? Oh,
1: best, best thing ever, man. Yeah. Oh, dude. Like I love, I love sport. Mm-hmm. And so sport here is massive, um, like at another level. I love the aspirational vibe, the success building, uh, the opportunities, the a willingness to do things, the people, uh, yeah. you know, my, uh, it's funny you come here and all of a sudden you, you've bond with Australians here in Australia. I'd be honest, like, it's very hard to relate to a lot of people I grew up with right now. Okay. Not in a bad way, but sure. they're off doing their thing and I'm doing mine. And so like talking to them in conversation, it'd kind of make, it'd be kind of awkward because like, they probably feel as if I'm being too big for myself now talking, oh, I live in, like, if they ask me what I do, I'm like, I've got a restaurant in New York, yeah. you know, um, you know, I do media, I do TV and work with these brands. And to them, that'd be like, okay, you, you think too much yourself now. I'm like, well, I'm actually just telling you what yeah, I do. Facts. Those are facts. I'm, I'm not I'm trying <laughs> yeah. ask me the question. But that's that's a situation it can be because wow. to them, they're like, you know, you got kids and married and, and doing their thing and that's totally fine and mm-hmm. I love them for it. But that's definitely a hard point for me is to relate to those people. Over here, Australians over here are like-minded and want to grow success. And so, like, when you do things like that, people are like, oh, that's so yeah. You know, that's awesome. And not that I personally want any accolades. I do something to build a mission that I truly believe in and be a figurehead for. Um but yeah, that 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 thing's that I love being here and a part of that. Um and you know, I met my girlfriend over here who's also Australian. So I, I, I traveled to the other side of the world <laughs> okay. to meet with a lady, um which is yeah, just that's that's interesting in its own part, but she also has to be... A Sheila, a Sheila. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, a, a chick. Chick. Chicks? We call them chicks in Australia. Babes. Babes, yeah. Babes, chicks, Sheila. Sheila we don't use unless you're in the country, but yeah. Okay. She's a Sheila. She, <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that.
0: And, uh, I mean, just like New York's food scene as far as like you coming over here and mm. just like experiencing it, what's happened
1: like? Um, really cool, actually. Uh, because... New York City's part of a farmland, you know. It's not as if I've landed in the middle of nowhere that's uh, not access to things. You have every access thing there. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a case of learning that versus learning Middle America, um, and to some degree, as part of the South, obviously as well. So, you know, those things you you learn over time. But you know, landing here is it's not a massive transition because, as I said, Australia's produce and is, uh, is epic and we have the coastline. Mm-hmm. Same here, you've got Maine um, and you've got some really good opportunities with farmland throughout the state and close to it. Yeah. For you
0: and obviously Charlie Street and or just cooking in general, like what goes into in your mind, like what goes into creating the perfect dish? Ah, great question. I mean, I, what is, is, is there a perfect dish? I,
1: I think this is a very subjective way of looking at it, but for everyone that is eating a meal they all have some sort of nostalgic aspect to whatever they're eating mm-hmm. so as I talked to you earlier about spaghetti bolognese like that's a nostalgic moment to me to yeah. eat that so that's the perfect dish because it it hits my taste buds hits my sensory skills and also my um, my memory yeah. and th- those three things together I create the ultimate happiness and serotonin boosting um, rush so, what does that mean? Well, that means that the perfect dish is one that tastes great, evokes the right sensations and the memories to really boost your happiness. Ultimately, we eat, um, and the key to being happy, a healthy, the key to being healthy is happiness. Yeah. So, the the perfect dish would be the one that makes you the most happy. That's a great answer.
0: What are some key tips you've been given, and like, what are some key tips that you would give to you know people coming into the into restaurant culture and the food scene and, sh- and
1: young chefs and all that yeah like I firstly you have to be number one you really do uh, and this is just not even just refs this is everyone starting a business you, you really have to look after yourself if you don't look after yourself and treat yourself best how are you going to help others in your business and convey the right message to others and perform your best to help your team um, that's the first thing second thing is don't be afraid to know what you don't know mm-hmm and own what you don't know. The, the sooner you own what you don't know, the sooner you'll be like, okay, I'm going to find who does know and I'll just learn from them. Set them up a coffee. Have a chat to them. Reach out to them. Um, it's funny. My friend, uh, shout out to Jim DeSico from Super Coffee. He's uh, a, a, an awesome CPG product. He was just at the Forbes, um, Forbes 30 Under Summit. And he was talking about like people asking him, starting a business, how do I go about getting my product out there? And he just simply said, sell some shit. Go sell, (laughs) you know? And that's grit. And I think what all entrepreneurs have in common is grit. Uh, And so I'll say, look after yourself as number one, know what you don't know, and just truly have grit. Uh, And just continue to work your ass off. Don't expect it to happen overnight. It will definitely not, you know... Charlie Street wasn't built in a day. <laughs> I'll say that. When when did you uh,
0: first start conceptualizing Charlie Street? Yeah, I think
1: it was in the first year I started to think about what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it was in year two of being here that I was like, okay, this is a concept I want to do. A yeah. scalable concept that's truly impactful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so. I love the setup here. Just even like... It's just very inviting from the outside even, just like the whole decor and has the, I'll call it Lady Liberty Green. Yeah, it's cool. Nice, man. I'll take that. That's that's the
1: point, man. It's meant to be uh, be bright, inviting, happy. Uh, You come inside, you feel feel at home. We're all about
0: colors, right?
1: Exactly, man. Color always wins. Yeah. That's it.
0: I read uh, a quote that you said, my mission is to change the world through food. What changes have you seen, and what changes would you still like, you know, to happen?
1: Yeah, I I've seen some uh, plenty of things. I've seen organisations that are using food to, you know, support other people in need. For example, City Harvest is a pure example of that. Taking food that's going to be wasted and putting it in places that need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great way. And me being a person involved in that, I'm supporting it, and that's uh, a big part. I've also seen things happen in the wellness space, so. I've been talking about recently how seeing cauliflower gnocchi at Trader Joe's is like a super eye-opener to me because it is showing the demand for these kind of foods is around and needed. So for me, like if I continue to put out recipes, content, and partnerships that really lead to this wellness opportunity and the ways we can look at eating the right things for ourselves, the more people are going to be educated and relate relate and find it easier to do so, which means more of these brands and companies are going to get behind it, which ultimately means that, you know... (laughs) It may cost a little more to be healthier now, but it's going to cost so much less on our medical bills, particularly when we don't have Medicare here or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, like, you know, that, that's a big thing for me. I, uh, I'm going to be continuing every single day to find ways to educate people in the health and wellness space and uh, partnering with these companies and, and things like City Harvest and, and being able to actually not just provide food. I want to actually also empower people to cook, and that's, yeah. that's a two-step process. I want a chef tip
0: right now. You mentioned that cauliflower, uh, cauliflower gnocchi. Yeah. I bought that. Um, it says, what, you put in a pan, and then, you know, add water, and that's supposed to help, you know, defrost and, you know, get it steamed up, but then it was, it tended to stick a lot, so then the next time I made it, I used, like, a lot of butter. What's, like, give me a chef tip on, like, what, what, what was I doing wrong? What's a healthy alternative, so I'm not using a bunch of butter? Yeah,
1: cool. I actually never, um, actually picked it up. Yeah. I don't know what's in it, um, gotcha. so I'm just gonna go, boom. Yeah. I'm gonna go from complete shooting from the hip here. I would, um... I would firstly just, yeah, drop it in cold water mm-hmm. without it being in a pan. Um, and reason being is I don't want to, you know, create any opportunity for the residue or anything like that to come off. Um, from there, I will transfer it just a like, a tea towel or a paper towel or something like that. And from there, once it's in, like, a relatively soft state but still holding its shape, which it should do if you're dropping in cold water, particularly yeah. ice water, you can start searing it off. Okay. Um, and you can do so by adding butter to a pan, a little bit of butter, sear it off, get some color on it. Then what you can honestly do is, like, Add some stock water or uh, even a bit more butter with some thyme, rosemary, those kind of things and put a lid on or a cover on top and just turn it to a little simmer. All right. Um, so you get the color initially yeah. and then simmer it for like, you know, maybe a minute and just cook it through the center if it's still relatively hard in the center. And to be honest, man, like the the, the funny thing is people are like, what do I do here? How do I know? It's like, taste it. Taste it, exactly. Like, yeah, don't yeah, be yeah. afraid to taste your food. Yeah. How do I know the chicken's done? Well, there's three steps. I'm um, Uh, by now if you go to my Instagram you'll see the video of how to know when a roast chicken's done Mm -hmm. but you can also just cut it open and have a look like you know people get so concerned about like you know when's it done it's like cut into it yeah just have a look but most of the time people realize they've overcooked it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly um, and remember when you take something off the heat so you say it's in your pan Mm -hmm. whatever the ingredient is it is still cooking it's still cooking yeah once you take it off the heat
0: so, so, that's why you let the turkey sit for a little while. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, so you've been on Food Network, ABC's The Chew, Good Morning America. You're, you know, the, you know, chef and co-founder of Charlie Street. Uh, you've got your own podcast, The Epic Table. You've hosted a Discovery Show docu-series, right? The Surfing the Menu. How, how many cookbooks do you have now? Four. Uh, I've got three, and working three? The fourth okay. right now. Okay. Yeah you've got your master's in exercise science. <laughs> what haven't you done? Climbed, I, I would say climb Everest, but it's, it feels like that's inevitable for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, yeah, um, yeah, I've done a bit. So, I guess for me, what haven't I done? I'm, uh, I'm yet to tackle a lot of things. Mm. I really am. I'm constantly trying to prove to myself uh, and not for, for myself, but for Uh, the need to know that there's a lot to be done here. Mm -hmm. Um, Middle America, like, to be honest, is somewhere that I just want to make sure that we completely change the game for. I haven't um, completely partnered with, uh, you know, finding ways to reduce packaging, and, and that's a hard one. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, there's plenty. I can list off the things we haven't done. Yeah. I haven't launched the CPG product yet for, the, for Charlie Streets Chorizo. I haven't... No. Uh, we haven't gone to two stores yet, which we will... We haven't gone to five stores yet. We haven't yeah. uh, done all that. I haven't... Um, you know, what haven't I done? I, I wasn't trying to make you feel bad. No, no. <laughs> I think <laughs> answer the question... My answer to the question is almost a result of my determination. Yeah. So, like, I'm showing you... There's plenty of things that, obviously, I'm, I'm fortunate to have done and yeah. earned and, like, worked my ass off for. But I'm so determined. As much as I definitely take moments in my days, so, uh, like, you know, throughout the year to go, ah, it's a really cool moment. I also look forward to, like, what haven't I done to motivate me to yeah. be, be a more big influence on this world. I, I, Not that I need it, but, like, getting a James Beard Award, right? People are like, do you want one? I'm like, well, if I get one for... Being in the, like, in the media space and providing a positive light into say sustainability, that would be cool. Yeah, it's, right? I
0: mean, it's nice to be recognised, but then also it's just a uh, reaffirming that you've done something, you know, exactly. meaningful. Exactly. Out there. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not.
1: I'm not in a. I'm, Charlie Street doesn't need a James Beard Award. Yeah. Um, it's not for the tangible no. plaque or whatever. Exactly. They you, I don't know what they exactly. Here, yeah. Um, what what do you like to do for fun? You know. Uh, believe it or not, cook, watch sport yeah got my mates I surf <laughs> um, yeah read I love reading Um you surf out in uh, like on Rockaway uh, I've done a of, done yeah a Rockaway of, I've done, yeah. done definitely done Rockaway I haven't done Montauk yet okay um,
0: I love Montauk yeah you know what they, they say their, their like motto their slogan is uh, we're a drinking town with a fishing problem <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's true. I mean, yeah. How is that? Yeah. Like, you have the snooty Hamptons, and then yeah. you just go out to Montauk, and they're like, yeah, we're a drinking town with a fishing problem. Oh, God. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good harbor town. Yeah, yeah, harbor
1: town, like Sag Harbor. Yeah, Saigon so yeah. is great.
0: I mean, just even like I mean that's that's why I miss like about like you know Hoboken, Jersey City used to be that. Yeah. Even like New York isn't that as much as obviously it used to be. Sure. You know we don't have like the Fulton Street Fish Market anymore no. over here. It's up in the Bronx. I forget what it's called up there. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, just even traveling the world, like I love Hamburg. Yeah. You know like even San Francisco. Yeah. Like ports of like yeah.
1: you know Croatia and Venice yeah. and those kind of areas. Like bring in so much seafood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Japan. Wow, okay. Tokyo.
0: Like I said, this is you know Thanksgiving, Christmas is uh, near, or has you know at least Thanksgiving maybe has passed. What are you, what are your plans for the holidays?
1: Uh, So I'm gonna be on GMA. uh, the morning of Thanksgiving. So I'm going to be doing a Thanksgiving special with them. And then that nice. night, I'm flying with my lady to Puerto Rico for four days. Awesome. So she, she, she uh looking forward to having four days with her in Puerto Rico. Then I'm going to be here for Christmas. So I'll be putting on a feast somewhere, mm. uh, notably for sure.
0: <laughs> How often are you making it back to Australia?
1: Uh, I did three this year. I've already got four scheduled for next year. Wow. Yeah, so it will be, uh, be busy a couple of months. Uh, some long flights. Long flights. You get yeah. to know yourself
0: a lot. <laughs> Uh, well, it wouldn't be called Foodie Films if we didn't do a few uh, food scenes. I got, a, I got a couple of your favorite films at hand Hit here. Me up. Uh, let's start with Remember the Titans, and the scene I want to kind of discuss is uh, the lunch scene when they're at uh, training camp. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play that clip right now, and then we're going to talk about it. I want you to tell me something about one of your black teammates. Sir, yes, sir. I'm rooming with Blue, sir, and I noticed that he wears those leopard spotted underwears, bikini style, sir. Okay, maybe somebody who's not your roommate. Sir, I eat lunch with Rev. That's Jerry Harris, sir. People call him Rev because he's always praying and he won't bad a foul tongue, sir. And what is the Rev going to do after high school? I don't know. Go to college and all that, I guess. What about you? You going to go to college? Oh, not me, coach. I ain't a brainiac like Rev. Think you got a future in football? Oh, heck no. I just figure if I got to be in school, I might as well hit some people while I'm at it. All right, I like that. A self-aware man, I like that. Well, if you don't go to
1: college, it's not going to be because you're not qualified. So I want you to bring me your test scores at the end of every week. We'll go over them together, OK? We'll keep that between you and me.
0: Sure. So what kind of music does the Rev like? Oh, me and Reb both dig on the temptation. Oh, yeah. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. If I got to pray, please for your sympathy. I don't mind because you mean that much to me.
1: ain't you of Okay, all right.
0: Stop begging. Anybody else? I, I love that. This was a movie. I like fell in love with when it came out. It's Disney. It I I definitely had seen Denzel Washington stuff before, but it really brought, you know, him to like my attention and I I, I was listened, I think, to a podcast recently, and they are talking about how he slept through this performance. I mean, he's awesome in this yeah, movie. he's so good. And this scene, like, I love, you know, like, I mean, you know, so it's a, you know, it's a movie, it's a Hollywood production, uh, that uncle that I mentioned that's from Virginia, he's from the area where these, you know... Alexandra? The, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, he was like, oh, it's a historically inaccurate movie, it was three schools that came together, I'm like, it needs, it's a movie, it needs to, you know, tighten up its nuts and bolts. Sure. So, sure. you know. Yeah. But this this scene, I mean, as you said, you're a big fan of sports. Like, what does this scene mean to you? They're eating together, but they're obviously at this point, I mean, it's about two segregated schools coming together, and they're at camp. They're still not friends. What, yeah.
1: I think for me, like, I grew up in a world where this was not an issue, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we have indigenous Australians, which I have so much respect for, um, but there's never like... This kind of segregation. So seeing in the movie, um, and obviously around sport, and 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 then obviously in the mess hall with food, it's yeah. like wow, this actually happened. And seeing the way that um, this white dude was just, you know, being himself, and I look at today's society and I go, I don't know if there's a massive part of that still in areas. I'm, I'm just, I'm not naive to it. I just don't know. Yeah. But like, at least food in this scene plays a part in people sitting together and sure. eventually coming together and if it happens then it's going to continue to show the reason why food is so impactful. Um, he's also got a, you know, a killer, killer singing voice. Oh yeah. Um, Does that turn and yeah, everything? Yeah, a great old 360. Little yeah, exactly. Me and Rev, we love the Temptations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, so yeah. good. Oh yeah. So good, yeah. Th- but that's like a, you know, I watched this when I was in my teens and it's just like, even then I recognized it. So, yeah, you could definitely tell the subtlety of me going, that's, that's so epic to have yeah. that kind of impact, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, if it's, you know, definitely food obviously brings people together. Unfortunately, I, I I do know some ignorant, I dare even call them racist people, and you know what I find? They're picky eaters, and they don't, you know, like... They're entitled. They're entitled, and they, they haven't tried anything, mm. and I'm like the first step is just trying food and like all of a sudden like you try something you're like oh that's you number one you could just love it and that brings you closer to maybe that ethnic group or that religious group or (laughs) but you know and then you try something and but then it reminds you of something you've had before and you're like and it just starts you know like little internal combustions of we're not that different and like we all you know, came from the same place originally, yeah. quite possibly Australia, Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, uh, actually,
1: actually, but yeah, absolutely right, man, yeah. there's not to say that everyone who's picky is, uh, is, no, you know, no, 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 that's not, but <laughs> it's like, you're right, like, the, the idea is it's, um, be open, yeah, to certain things, yeah, yeah.
0: and then uh, if, if it isn't, I mean, it's always going to be f- food, you know, definitely brings people together, but, yep, God Knows Music is the object, Oh, exactly. Not right?
1: that tune. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Hitting me right there.
0: Um, well, you know, the, one, another another film I, w- I was told that you enjoy is Van Wilder. Absolutely. I, I don't necessarily... Well, it's not a big dialogue scene. It's pretty gross, <laughs> but when they use the dog for the oh enclairs, my god. Oh, that's just that a pretty... That's a the so opposite it, of a... It, yeah, so we won't exactly talk <laughs> about that, but I did want to mention that, like, yeah. Van Wilder funny movie that you know if, if you've seen it you know what scene we're talking about with yep. like the bulldog and the egg clairs you, you don't want to play that right now or are you, it's not like i said there's not much dialog you You're so just gonna be hearing a lot of
1: i think i've had heavy breathing
0: <laughs> 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 hey we're not far from little italy yeah, but, yeah exactly uh, good ganol uh no but actually the other uh clip i want to play it's not really food based per se but let's talk about uh entourage the movie and just even entourage the show i mean Johnny Chase, he's just always cooking for, you know, his little bro. Yep. Uh, you're even. You had Adrian Grenier. Grenier. Yeah, Grenier. 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 <laughs>
1: Grenier. There we go. He's here. In, he's uh, He's a good friend now. He's yeah. like. He's a good dude. Um, you had him on
0: your podcast. Yeah,
1: and he's great on sustainability. So yeah, he's, he's doing that's some awesome.
0: But uh, yeah. But the scene. Let's let's play the scene. It's from the movie. There's not you know because I like playing the clips. There weren't many clips available on YouTube. But let's play the when he's locked out of the editing room mm-hmm. in in the movie because I even like it because then Mark Wahlberg, the executive producer, comes up and we'll we'll play it and we'll talk about it. Benny,
1: what's up? Yeah, what's up, Mark? I'm doing some looping for Ted 3. Three? How many of those are you going to do? Yeah, I'll do 20 if I can. What's the matter? Your girlfriend lock you out of that anymore? No, my co-financier. Are you serious? All my boys will break down the door right now. He's crazy. Vinny, what's up, Ari?
0: What kind of studio are you running around here? Mark, hey, calm down. Dude, I'm calm, but you better get excited. I mean, you don't want everybody around town thinking that this is how you treat your filmmakers.
1: Right? What is going on?
0: I, I, I am dealing with it.
1: Yeah, what well, he said he's not going to release any more money. Can he do that?
0: Ari, he's got issues
1: Oh, he doesn't like the movie. It doesn't matter. Tell him the truth. Don't be shy.
0: He doesn't like drama. He wants to
1: cut him out. Johnny? Yeah. I'm doing my reality show at Wahlburgers right now. At any if they try to cut out my mother, I kill somebody. Even if she sucks as bad as drama probably sucks. Hey, you guys know Reggie from Jordan, right? You guys yeah. want some shoes? No, no, we're good,
0: oh, Mark. God. This I love. I mean, we even get. We get mark walberg mark, that's my horrible mark Wahlberg
1: impressed me he's, just, he's, a very, he's like very intimidating but yeah, he's he's spoken. like you know, what are you doing here Ari? are you not but uh
0: <laughs> he even does a shout out to walbergers in it mm. that was just like he's like if i'm in the movie i'm gonna talk about walberg absolutely absolutely <laughs> but i even i i kind of like this scene even though it's not like a food scene it's you even mentioned before dealing with like you know, American business versus Australian business. And this was, I don't know, there's just some kind of familiarity to me about, I mean, did you ever have like a negative experience of like people controlling, you know, your
1: you know, your realm of cooking? Look, I guess there's definitely been learning experiences <laughs> coming here and, and all that, but I, I don't think I've had anything that hectic. I think I like to always have, not complete control because it's not possible. Yeah. But... I think, yeah, you want to find yourself in the best possible way controlling as much as you can. And um, when you're talking about your personal brand and brand in general, you've got to think about the long term. Uh, And so i I know of people who've been in those situations uh and I've kind of been fortunate to like be guided by them as to how to avoid being in those situations and mm. a lot of it's like once you're in the situation you can't control it, yeah, but beforehand you can control it before you get to that situation if that makes sense
0: yeah what what was it about entourage that like just i mean it's it's just it was just such a fun show, yeah, and, and like you know like I think it definitely shows you know like to certain people, like, that's what they think, like, you know, like, Hollywood, and not that it isn't that, yeah. but just gave, you know, like... It,
1: it gives you, like, a full, like, a reality yeah. behind the scenes, but in reality yeah. effect to what it is to grow up in that world, uh, and especially when you're in Australia, you're like, whoa! <laughs> you know, like, puppy dog extreme, yeah. that happens. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, watching it, it was, like, kind of aspirational, but not from the... More for the being in America side. Sure. Um, and then seeing what they what they all went through. And you you, you they probably shoot code a little bit but like there's still a lot of reality to that. You yeah. know, there's a lot of things that people go through to get to where they are.
0: Yeah, it's one of those shows that definitely like I mean there's just so many food scenes and drink scenes throughout it. That's sure. always great when there's T V shows like Uh, The show Billions, I still need to watch it, but I was told, like, just always features, like, you know, because it takes place in New York, like, a restaurant, and they just even talk about, you know, like, the specific dish, and so it's just always, it was always fun on Entourage when, like I said, I mean, Johnny Chase always cooking, I saw him, I was in the Bahamas, actually, for the finale of of, uh, Top Chef. And I saw Kevin Dillon there having a celebrity poker tournament. Oh, my God. And I did the most cliche thing ever, and I just yelled victory to him. Victory! <laughs> and he's just like, "Fucking!" And he's one. like, ah, oh, you fucking ass. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're going to have to give me Adrian uh, Grenier's uh, phone number. Okay, yeah. So absolutely. he can he, he give can. me Kevin Dillon's yeah, phone absolutely. number so I can apologize to him <laughs> about something that happened so, nine years ago. Yeah, because oh, he remembers yeah. it, and I know it you know hurt him. Oh, God alright well last but not least we've got the segment gut instincts nice little speed round just what an answer pops in your head first let's go favourite fast food oh uh, burger uh, pizza from any specific uh, place um
1: well Slice of Joe's yeah but then if you want a pizza I'd probably say uh, let's go to Speedy Romeo
0: alright go to alcoholic beverage mezcal favourite childhood snack
1: uh Childhood sna- uh you wouldn't have them here. Um, Tim Tams. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I guess they are. Oh, you do have them here now. Yeah, Tim Tams. We,
0: my my roommate that
1: you know went
0: to Australia. He's always like on the search. Yeah, for for, dim- for more of them. Yeah, <laughs> more of them. Uh, sweet or savory? Ah, oh, savory. Favorite food city domestic. We'll
1: say is the states abroad. San Gimignano, Italy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, very oh, yeah. artisanal there. Been, yeah. uh, place. Scott I know the Giuseppe World. there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly, Giuseppe, yeah. Giuseppe. Yeah. Uh, The world's best gelato there 10 years in a row, right. it's, it's everything.
0: Awesome. And do you have a favorite city, food city, New York aside, because, you know, it's New York,
1: but like in the States have you, that you've been to? Ah, I mean, New Orleans is pretty cool. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much there, that culture. I mean, it's just completely different from what I'm used to, but... um. Yeah, Talk about that. food and music in the best, right? Ways, right? Just so they just good. got they just get it they get down. There. Nailed down, dude. So yeah. good.
0: Favorite cuisine? Italian. Guilty pleasure food.
1: Oh, this is so bad. Roasted cashews. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Come on, man. It's usually like, you know, people are like or you know, like yeah, yeah. of course no. the guy that has you know you Yeah, know. I know, it's pathetic. Yeah. Roasted. So pathetic. <laughs> so pathetic. <laughs> Favorite condiment. Uh Can I say peanut butter because I put it on top of oatmeal? Sure. Yeah, yeah done. Yeah. Peanut butter. Yeah, sweet. Last thing you ate?
0: PB&J oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your last meal? Spaghetti
1: bolognese. Uh, dine in or dine out? Dine in. Get the experience. Yeah, absolutely. It's part of it, for sure. But like cooking, do you, are
0: we cooking for a lot of people? Cooking for you and, yeah. uh, and, and your Sheila?
1: Uh, I mean... Both. Both, why not? Yeah. yeah, like I love a I love a good family spread. Yeah, love, I love roasting. Yeah, yeah. roasting is
0: so good. Yeah, what would be your spirit food? What food embodies you? Happy go lucky, adventurous, colorful. What is it?
1: Um, I think lemons because I make <laughs> things like lemons <laughs> yeah. have acidity. Yeah. Uh, and they are l- bright. And exactly, yeah. and so like salt brings out the natural flavor in something, whilst lemons make sure they stick around that happiness for a long time. So like I'm the guy who makes sure the vibe's good for a long time. That's me. That is deep. Yeah. That is a good one.
0: Thank you. You go to the movies, what kind of snack are we having? Popcorn. Popcorn.
1: Yeah. It's not too many. I don't know why I have That's vanilla. That's, so that's a very vanilla. My bad. <laughs> no, no, no. That's
0: there's not too many options. Maybe that's the maybe Charlie Street needs to move towards ah, movie theaters. Get that? That's there like you go. that's a way to get to the everyday yeah. American. Yeah. That's like not eating <laughs> that's eating lur a bunch of goobers Shot, eating goobers. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Last but not least greatest lesson you've learned in food. It's a really easy question. Um in food? Yeah, like in yeah, in the realm of food, greatest lesson you've learned could be from cooking to obviously running a restaurant
1: to traveling. Uh, I, I generally think it's like it is a universal language. Mm-hmm. Like uh you know, you go anywhere it's like firstly it's what we do, but it's like a lot of things that people first look for when they travel is like where to eat. It brings out so much joy. Yeah. It's uh something we obviously need to do but it's also more importantly something that evokes so much happiness and rather to think about it in the sense of straightforward but it is the one thing we all have in common that no matter what we put down in front of us if you speak a different language you can still communicate with someone
0: that's awesome mm. that's perfect that's beautiful dan i can't think you i can, i screwed that up Dan, I can't thank you so much for coming on. That sounded insincere. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm not in front of camera. You should put that in. That's great. (laughs) I'm going to leave that in. Man, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Right now, please tell everyone where they can find you social media wise yeah, yeah, you yeah. know all, all the good stuff um, City Harvest all that yeah. yeah
1: so you can hit my socials. so Dan underscore Churchill for Instagram and that will direct you to a lot of things uh, Dan Churchill com for recipes and uh, more information on City Harvest cityharvest.org uh, and then the epic table podcast wherever you listen to your podcast
0: yeah awesome man yeah I really I'm enjoying listening to those episodes thanks man appreciate it uh, we have a little catchphrase we end every episode in it's, uh, it's there's more to cut that's just a Something my grandmother always said, sure. meaning towards the specific dish okay. that she's cooking. But I think there's more to cut. I think you, you know, it just supersedes into life and in that there's more out there. So if you don't mind telling the foodies that there's more to cut. Uh, Kyle, there's more to cut. It's, can, can it get better than hearing that in
1: Australia? <laughs> I do not think so. Thank you very much. Always, bro. Appreciate it. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy. You're such a sweet thing to